Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back, and I want to apologize to you folks out there that are regulars that uh, we had to do that rerun last week. It had to do with uh, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, having some surgery on her foot. And uh, I had to take care of her. And Nancy's at home today, as a matter of fact, listening from home. So, uh, hello, Nancy Stewart, honey, Mrs. Sunrise, and all those things we call you. I uh, hope uh, you enjoy the show. I hope you can be back real soon. Uh, for the rest of you folks, uh, my name is Earl, and I'm a recovering car dealer. This is the re- real live Earl you're listening to. You heard my recording introduction before. And I think you're really going to like the show if you haven't tuned into it before. We are unique uh, in the sense that we uh, tell it like it is. Uh, We have something very exciting, which is uh, unheard of in television, radio, or online, or anywhere these days. And honest to gosh, mystery shopping report, kind of Mike Wallace style. Remember Mike Wallace, 60 Minutes, used to go in and scare the heck out of businesses and other uh, organizations going in and asking some very candid questions. Well, what we do is we go in and we visit a car dealership somewhere in South Florida, pretend to buy or lease a car, and uh, tell you all about it. We name the dealership, we name the salespeople, the managers. It's a lot of fun. That comes later on in the show. Uh, but for two hours, uh, between now and about 10 o'clock, uh, we're going to be listening to you. And hopefully you'll be texting us and emailing us and calling us. Uh, We try to answer your questions. Uh, I'm not saying this to flatter you, uh, our radio listeners and our Facebook listeners and Twitter and everybody else. Um, You really ask some amazing questions, questions we haven't thought of. Uh, We can answer about 99% of them. And for the 99% we can't answer, we have uh, Google. I call him Colonel Google. Uh, Google knows all and hears all. And I think we have a telephone call right now. Uh, we'll jump right on that. Uh, Rick Kearney is monitoring the phones today. Good morning, folks. And we have Ashley from Richmond, Washington. Uh, Richland, Washington. First time lady caller. Wow, Ashley, good morning. Thank you very much for the call. I don't believe you've called the show before, have you? I have not, no. Well, I've got some good news for you. If you haven't called the show before, and I know Ashley sounds like a female name, and you win yourself $50 cash. We're going to get your contact information after we're through chit-chatting, and we'll send you $50 because we're trying to build our female audience. Nancy Stewart, my co-host, who's out with a little uh, surgery uh, convalescing today, uh, will always talk about that because we've got our audience for females built up to about 50%. So thank you very much for calling, Ashley, and how can we help you? Um, Okay, so I am going to be hopefully getting a new vehicle soon, and when I do, I was 
um, thinking about, you know, getting a job like with Uber or Lyft and, you know, something like a rideshare company. So I was trying to see like your recommendation on, like, uh, you know, a good reliable, dependable, good mileage type vehicle. The, the advice on the... Uh... My first choice on that for for a car like that would be a Corolla or a Honda Civic or Honda Accord. Um, okay. I would also consider Hyundai or Kia, uh, one of their smaller four-door sedans also. They make fantastic cars nowadays, and they all get good fuel economy, but they all have really good reputations right now. How about a hybrid? Uh, wouldn't that be something that would really uh, give her a boost in fuel economy? A hybrid is certainly something to consider looking at the different options now. And as a matter of fact, a lot of these cars all have a hybrid version available as well. Like uh, the I know the Civic, the Accord, uh, Kia and Hyundai both have hybrid sedans. And the Corolla is available as a hybrid as well. Okay, that's, that's great. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And actually also, if you check with Consumer Reports, uh, they just came out with their auto issue. Uh, the newest edition of Consumer Reports, you can do it online. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure in your area. I think you're calling from uh, Washington. Washington uh, State, right? Washington State. And yeah. libraries in Florida, where we are, uh, if you uh, have a library card, you can access Consumer Report online at no charge. But Consumer Reports' current issue gives you recommended uh, new vehicles, and they classify it by fuel economy and reliability and cost of maintenance. And it's a really great um, com comprehensive coverage. It also tells you the cars you want to be careful to avoid, and you can't be consumer reports. Okay, that's great. I will actually look into, look into that too. Thank you. Well, I'm uh, ask you to stay on the line, Ashley, and, uh, and and we will give get your contact information in our control room, and with your address, we'll send you that fifty dollars cash for being one of the first two new female callers this week. Okay. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ashley. And we have another call. We do. We have Anne in Boynton Beach. Wow. Anne in Boynton Beach. Anne, are you a first-time caller? Yes, I am. Wow. Nancy Stewart's listening at home, and she's thrilled because her dream is to have as many female callers as we can. And we're, we're right now, we got two in a row, so she's got a big smile wow. on her face. And thank you very much. Great. And I'll tell you the same thing after we're through chatting. If you'll stay on the line, we'll get your contact information and send you a cash, uh, a check, not cash. We'll oh, send you the check great. for 50 bucks. That's great. What about questions? You got any, uh, any uh, automotive questions on your mind? Well, actually, I came from Long Island. I'm down here in Boynton Beach. We just moved down. Mm -hmm. And when I was in Long Island, I was going to buy a new car, mm -hmm. and I was at a Volvo dealer, and they had told me that I really wouldn't have to buy a four-wheel drive up there, that if I'm going to move to Florida permanently, I would not have to do that, that uh, the four-wheel would just be uh, more expensive, and I would just need to have the two-wheel drive, because I wouldn't be driving in snow any longer. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? 
Well, you know, there are other advantages to four-wheel drive. We do sell four-wheel drives in Florida, not as many as we would up north because the snow is an issue. Um, more and more cars now are going to the all-wheel drive, uh, which is really the wave of the future. I think eventually all vehicles will have all-wheel drive. But uh, the four-wheel drive is more expensive, and if you're living in Florida and you're on flat <laughs> surface with we don't have a lot of mountains down here and no snow, and uh, I think you can save yourself a lot of money and go with a two-wheel drive. Rick Kearney is our technical expert. Rick, what's your feeling on that? I'm pretty much right in there with you, uh, just with the little caveat that, you know, if, if you're planning to go back to visit any friends or family up north or possibly wintertime vacations, yeah, it might be worth a consideration there. But if you're pretty much just going to have it just here in Florida, now, there's, there's really not a huge advantage to four-wheel drive down here. Okay, that's great to know. Then they were correct. Even though they could have sold me the car up there, they said, take a look at the dealers mm -hmm. down here. So I guess they were right in their uh, assumption about steering me into the right direction. Well, they did. The you, found, you found an honest car dealer. Congratulations. Yeah. And please stay on the line, Ann. We'll get your contact information, and in two or three days, you'll have your $50 check in the mail. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ann. And call again, please. Yes, Eight, I will. 877-960-9960 are the call-in number. 877-960-9960. And we have a text number, because a lot of folks would rather do the text. We like the text number because you build a backlog. And we get, to, we get to all the texts, yeah. but sometimes we don't get to them right away. And if we have a little lull in the radio show with callers or whatever, we have the text to drop back on. That text number is 772, area code, 497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And uh, we have another caller, but I just got to introduce somebody just walked in to the studio. <laughs> and uh, he's... Uh, he used to be a regular. Now he's irregular. I mean that in the broad sense. And um, his name is Alan Napier, and he's a expert on collision repair, insurance companies. And for you regulars out there, you all know Alan. You love Alan. Uh, he's just a, a folksy, knowledgeable guy that can answer anything about paint and insurance claims and dented fenders and uh, just about anything. So uh, stay tuned. Alan will be talking to you shortly. And we're just going to jump over to our next caller. And we have Sharon in West Palm Beach. Good wow. morning, Sharon. Three ladies in a row. Hello, Sharon. Good morning. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing? Good. I want to ask, I have a Toyota Highlander. It is a 2014. And I was wondering, uh, thinking about getting a new one, are there many new features on the new one? Well, the yeah, well, the new one is the 2020 model, and that is, I think, that might even be two body style changes uh, since your 2014. So, the list is long. Yeah, there's a qu quite a few changes. Is it going to be much bigger inside or anything? Or um, it is. Yeah, it is a little larger on the interior. I don't know the specific uh, the measurements, but um, all that's online. You can go to Toyota.com, and it'll show you all the, you know, the size and all the other specifications. Sharon, there's probably quite a few technological safety uh, yeah. uh, improvements, and this is going on like I've never seen it in my 50 years in the car business. In the past 10 years, it's been astounding with the technological safe safety changes, 
And uh, it's not something that jumps right out at you, but uh, the car today in 2020 is so safe, it's amazing, compared to uh, you, you have a 2014, six years ago, a real quantum leap in safety. So whether you buy a Toyota Highlander or any other car, all the vehicles have just done an amazing job increasing the safety. Yeah. Do you guys have many new ones on your lot? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the only uh, highlights we have um, are the 2020s, us and the, the other Toyota dealers, too. Yeah. Okay, great. I'll have to stop down. And don't forget the Consumer Reports. They have the current issue. I know people think I, I get paid by Consumer Reports, but they don't pay anybody. Uh, they are totally funded by donations. And one of the few totally honest, transparent uh, organizations that will recommend without any bias or uh, any hidden agendas. And uh, look at the current issue of Consumer Reports because it's a new vehicle issue and they show the 20 best vehicles in all categories. They also tell you the vehicles to avoid. And uh, before you run out there and buy a Toyota Highlander, check and see what Consumer Reports has to say about the other SUVs. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Well, thank you, Sharon. Please call again. Uh, we love female callers, as you know, and uh, uh, I'd like to have you call again next week. Every week, we love to hear from the ladies. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, 877-960-9960, and, Eric, and for texture, 772-497-6530. And, boy, the calls are pouring in. we got another caller here. Moving right along it's with like Doug and Ollie. Oh, boy. Meow. Ollie, to a few folks who don't know uh, if my mind snapped, uh, is a kitty cat. Is a cat. And uh, he's Ollie's kitty cat, one of the most amazing cats. What is he, about 18 years old now, Doug? No, he's 21. Wow, man. Time flies. 21-year-old kitty cat named Ollie. Well, we're very happy to have Ollie and you listening, Doug. What's on your mind this morning? Well, I wanted to tell you the final... Um that happened to my car. It broke down two more times, oh. and, um, and State Farm called me yesterday. That's the one that got hit by lightning, right? Yeah. Wow. State Farm called me to let me know that the car was totaled out. Right. And, and to my surprise, what happened was, and, and I want to ask you, I was really shocked. They gave me money back from the uh, lease. Wow, that was a nice surprise. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, you did a good job of complaining, Doug, because I've never heard of that. Uh, that was during the time when you were unable to drive it, but you were still re being required to make lease payments? Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, that's real kudos for State Farm. We got Alan Napier here, who uh, not only does he know all about collision repair, but he knows all about insurance companies. And... Uh, um, Alan, you, you probably would have a comment on that. Uh. I have never heard of, of an insurance company compensating somebody for, uh, it's basically, it sounds like punitive damages, like they're apologizing for making him uh, drive with that yeah. uncertainty yeah. and stuff. And, and uh, you just don't hear, you, you don't hear that kind of kindness and goodness coming out of corporations anymore. So yeah. I'm, I'm a bit shocked <laughs> and I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. You did something right. Congratulations, Doug. You did a heck of a job negotiating. I mean, it was quite a bit of money, too. I was like, Tim and I were like, totally like, what? Wow. But, but um, I... Like a good neighbor. Yeah. They told me that the car had a residual value. 
and because of that, um, they only paid State Farm a certain amount, and then I got the rest from Honda, which is like, what? It was very, very bizarre. Wow. Did you hire an attorney, or did you handle this all by That's amazing. I'll tell you, next time I get in trouble, I'm going to call you instead of an attorney, because you, you, you negotiated a better deal than uh, anyone. And you heard Alan. He, he, that's what he's been doing for years and years. And it's awfully difficult with these insurance companies to get them to be reasonable. And when they go beyond being reasonable, that's almost unheard of. So congratulations, well, Doug. Hey, thank you, and I hope, uh, I hope your, your other half is doing good recovery. Well, she's listening to you right now, and she appreciates that, and I appreciate it. Hopefully, she'll be back next week, or at least the week after, and she's feeling better. Thank you for asking. Okay, thank you, guys, and thank you for helping me when I was going through this, but you were you were really good, and thank you for helping my mom with the new car, too. Appreciate you guys. You're part of the family, Doug, you and Ollie and Sim, and uh, please call again next week. Have a good one. 877-960-9960, text number 772-497-6530. Still, we building up any text over there? Yeah, they're coming in. We had a few uh, from anonymous feedback, and we also have some comments uh, from YouTube. I don't know if Rick has them, but Jonathan sent, sent them to me. came in the last couple of days. All right, we'll start with the, the most recent text. Okay. It's, uh, it's Steve from New Jersey. It says, uh, hi, Rick, Steve from New Jersey. A few months ago, you said you might apply a, a clear film to your headlights to ward off clouding the plastic over time. Did you do this? And if yes, what were the results? I ordered a new car, which is scheduled for delivery on May 6th, and want to mitigate headlight clouding. Hmm. I actually have not yet done that. However, I did just get the headlights restored on my truck. I got them totally polished, and I'm going to be ordering that... Uh, clear tint piece for my own pickup and give it a shot on that i want to see how it works on headlights that have been cleaned once mm -hmm. and see what this does for keeping them clean afterwards where did you see that how did they advertise it uh somebody had mentioned it and i found a company online here that i'm going to try called r tint chameleon it's vinyl film wrap and they make wraps for the headlights mm -hmm. and the claim is that it will never yellow or never cloud. That is their claim. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it works. Alan, you heard of anything like that? Because you get involved in that a lot. No. Uh, the headlights are basically Lexan plastic, which is the same thing that a motorcycle windshield would be made of. So it's a petroleum product. And my belief has always been that it's the high heat of the, the halogen bulbs that are mm -hmm. causing this. I guess we'll find out with all of these... Uh, new LED type bulbs if uh, they continue uh, to yellow up and, and crack. But the only thing that you're eliminating with film is oxygen on the outside. And I, I don't know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in the I need to see it to believe it category yeah. because I, I think everything else, all the other elements are still there. It has to be some pretty tough plastic. Uh, yeah, I, you know, there's there have been so many snake oil products introduced uh, to the market to prevent and to clean these headlights, and so far nothing has worked. So I, the jury's out. I hope it works. The test results. We'll have them maybe next week. <laughs> well, I'm going to get it installed, but we yeah. may need to wait a few well, months to see how it works. We'll do the preliminary and see if it yep. is, see what it looks like when you install it. Let's go back to some more text. 
Well, Anne-Marie just chimed in. She said, good morning. I hope Nancy has a speedy recovery, and congratulations on winning Best of the Palm Beaches 2020. Thanks, Anne-Marie. You know, a lot of, I, 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 the, 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 I'm trying to think of a word that won't scare people off. Uh, just say the, the skeptic in me or the, or the um, consumer advocate in me forces me to say something I really don't want to say, but I will. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, Anne-Marie is referring to the fact that we were voted number one car dealership in Palm Beach County uh, for 2020. And uh, we were also voted number one in 2019. And the guilt flooded my uh, body when Anne-Marie made, when you read that text, because we didn't know about this contest. It first happened last year, and we were told that we won a vote of the best car dealership in Palm Beach County. And uh, we, we don't advertise in the Palm Beach Post. It was a surprise. It was a surprise. So we started investigating, and we found out that uh, they had the contest, and, and if you wanted to advertise in the Post, they would advertise that fact. And up came 2020. And we, when we investigated, we found out that the best in Palm Beach County allows you to vote every day from what were the dates? Uh, uh, like December 22nd through January 10th. Something you know, like that. Almost uh, you know, close to a half a month, yeah. two weeks. And you can vote uh, twice a day? or No, once, once a day. Once a day. So, but you can vote like 15 times. And yeah. You, and you can, spread out, yeah. you can spread out the votes. So what happens is the other car dealers, where you, you mass an army of voters and you recruit voters. And we actually did a little bit of that ourselves because we realized that the competition was doing the same thing. <laughs> so the being voted number one in Palm Beach County the first year really meant a lot to us because we didn't vote for ourselves because we didn't know about the contest. And then we got pulled into it, and the fear of having the other car dealers cheat and, and knock us out of first place forced us to do the same thing that they did. But we won anyway. So Anne-Marie, thank you anyway for that compliment, and it's kind of a dubious honor, but nevertheless, I've told the truth, and my, I feel honest and transparent and like a good guy. All right. Let's uh, move over to anonymous feedback. This one came in uh, just in the past week. Hello, Erlen team. In one of your recent shows, you discussed the need for automobile manufacturers to have a replacement date on the airbag. I was watching this video uh, on an old Mercedes-Benz ML SUV. They're pointing out at 2242, he puts a link there, uh, that there's a placard on the door jam with the replacement date for the airbags in the car. I do like your show, but sometimes I feel your team speaks out definitively on topics that you have not done the research on or speak in absolute terms for issues that are not black and white. I do learn from listening, but I take many things with a grain of salt because this, is, this one's not the first time I found out that you are not completely correct. As we all must do, stay humble and seek knowledge. Thanks for allowing me to share back. I answered that in the, in the reply on the, on the anonymous feedback, and I'm going to answer it again. But first, we have a caller, and we always try to prioritize the callers because they're having to hold. We have Reuben in Miami. Good morning, Reuben. Uh, good morning, Mr. Stewart. Yes. How you doing, sir? It's uh, like perfect timing because I'm in um, uh, in the process of purchasing a like a new used car, mm -hmm. and um, I was looking on YouTube at many 
people like yourself that give advice. Mm-hmm. And I came across you, and you just hit a lot of um, you hit a lot of areas Thank that you. were like relevant to the to the to the deal that I'm currently making. And uh, I I wanted to uh, get like some clarity on this deal that I'm making that sounds a little bit awkward. I went to a dealer, a couple dealers actually. And um, I'm in the process of buying a uh, a Hyundai, mm-hmm. and it's like this last particular Honda. Well, this last particular car was um was um they're selling it uh, a little under twelve thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, the the when they gave me the the um the the payment. Mm-hmm. For the ne- next 72 months, it came up to like $400. I told a guy I didn't want to pay that much money. I wanted to pay something like two or $300. I don't have a down payment, mm-hmm. and uh, the the interest rate was, I'm guessing, like 16%. Wow. Does that sound like a fair uh, payment for the next 72 months on a car that's like under $12,000? No, that sounds when like. I do the math, yeah. When I do when I do the math, when I add that up at the end of seventy two months, I'll be paying like thirty thousand dollars for it. Is this a new Honda, Ruben? No, sir. It's a. It has thirty thousand miles. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, that that yeah. sounds like an outrageously high payment and an outrageously long period of time. Um, I would recommend you do this. Instead of negotiating and trying to buy a car based on payment, um, go back and try to compare prices with the different cars you're looking at. Try to find a a bank or a credit union and talk to them about payments. Uh, Car dealers make more money when they finance the car than when they sell the car. Financing profits can be uh, thousands and thousands of dollars to a car dealer. And when they do a 72-month loan at a high interest rate, they can make an awful lot of money. I would uh, uh, go go to the to your bank, where you bank, or if you have a credit union, or even if you don't have a bank, go to a bank. When you go to a dealer, they're dealing through a bank, uh, and they are the third party. They don't finance the, the vehicle directly. The bank does. And then the bank pays them a kickback, and that's why the interest rate is so high. When you finance through a dealer, the dealer is bumping the price that the bank charged to get a profit to supplement the profit that he made on the car. But 72 months is way too long to finance a car. Um, the uh, the car is, uh, you're, you're, you're lucky if the car is going to last six years. And you've also got the problem of uh, uh, once you sign on the dotted line, you're committed. You're uh, in a very heavy negative negative equity position. And if you want to trade the car before 72 months, like in three or four years, you have to pay extra in your negative equity to come back to even to add to the price of the next car you buy. So uh, get your own financing, Ruben, and stay away from the dealer. So try to get my own financing? Yeah, yeah. uh, Like I I went to the bank yesterday, but the bank didn't approve me because mm-hmm. they said something about my my credit yeah uh was not the best and so uh, i probably would have a chance you think at a, a credit union or somewhere else yeah i try more than one bank and if you can get a, a credit union so you can actually join a credit union if you're not a member 
but I would check with uh, more than one bank. Um, they, your interest rate is going to be based on your credit history, and in some cases you um, cannot get financing from a bank, which case you have to work with a dealer, and, and that's just a, a, a tough situation. Uh, if you have to work through dealers, then I would compare the financing with different dealers. They have the, uh, what they call buy here, pay here lots, and they actually finance the cars themselves, but they compete too, and uh, you can always negotiate. If, if you deal with one dealer, uh, they're going to charge you all the money, whether it's interest rates or the price of the car. If you talk to two or three dealers and they know you're comparing interest rates and prices, the price will come down. But if you've got bad credit, uh, you're going to have to pay high interest. Um, you just have to resolve that uh, and, and, and do the best you can to make payments on time, and then you can improve your credit score. The next car you buy, the interest rate will be less. The, okay, the thing about that is, okay, the, the interest rate is the interest rate. Let's say even if I was uh, giving the bank 20% interest rate, which is very high, yes. on a $12,000 car, those payments shouldn't be no. $400. The no, payment that's... that they gave me mm-hmm. was a payment like on a $20,000 car. Yeah. No, you're so right. Where is this extra money coming from? Where is, like, if, if, if for every $10,000 there is it's a two hundred dollar payment yeah. more or less and interest hypothetically speaking is uh twenty percent that'd be no more than two sixty no more than three hundred on a uh if you don't know what you're doing yeah. why are they charging me an extra hundred dollars are they financing like extra fees yeah yeah you hit it on and, the head and if they yeah you, you hit it on the head is that what a lot of them will have. Is that you know, what they're? Yeah, when that, with, for I'm the. Uh, uh, yeah, this is Stu. I just kind of chimed in here. The um, some banks will require a very large fee from the dealer, and the, the dealer has to include that in the price of the car he's selling it to you. So that would also inflate. You know what you would be financing. That's could have definitely made that payment go really high. Yeah, Ruben, I just avoid this dealer that you're talking to right now, and and shop around because it sounds to me like he's really really trying to take advantage of you. Um, and he, on the board, he's bordering on dishonesty. You're not supposed to be able to take the financing fee and add it to the price of the car. That's illegal. Uh, I chop around, find another dealer. I find two or three other dealers, and uh, you'll find one that you feel like you can trust, and you're going to have to pay a higher interest rate because of your credit. But um, everything should be transparent and disclosed, and if you shop and compare, you'll get your best deal. It won't be the uh, as good a deal as you want, but it'll be the best you can do and just find someone that's treating you honestly. So realistically speaking, could I go in there with no down payment, no tax payment, like everything included inside the, the payment and get like a $300 deal for whatever amount of... I, Ruben, I can't tell you I can't tell you that's possible that you cannot buy a car uh, with uh, without a down payment. Again, it's based on credit history type. Buy a car with zero down payment, uh, usually requires good credit. And so uh, I think you're going to have a tough road to hoe there. I think you're probably going to have to come up with a down payment and uh, uh, just do the best you can. Sometimes there's not a, a good answer. And not knowing all the specifics, I don't know your Beacon score, your FICA score, uh, or your credit history, so I can't comment. But I'll tell you what you want to do. If you want to if you want to text us, uh, give us some specifics, uh, just text us at 772 497 That's 772-497-6530. 
and give us your specifics in terms of credit history, and uh, and we'll send you a credit application to sign. We'll take a look at it and give you more specific information. But I'm just guessing right now. I don't want to guess. And I appreciate your call very much, Ruben, and good luck. And Thank you. Call back next week and let us know how you did. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Take okay. care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, 877-960-9960. And we probably have some texts. Do we have any more phone calls? Well, let's go to the next text, too. All right. Um, from youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, unlike Allstate, when going into the box at a dealership, you are not in good hands. Keep that in mind. That smooth-talking finance manager is quite possibly the highest-paid and highest-profit-making employee at the dealership, and that person is not your friend. Well, that's true. That's um, um, the finance and insurance department has always been something to be afraid of uh, for many, many years. The box. And, hmm? The box. The box. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the the more competitive car selling becomes, and it's extremely competitive today, the profits on new cars are declining, and therefore car dealers are resorting to anything they can find to try to build the profit back up. And the finance department is the target. AutoNation, the biggest retailer in, in the world for auto, automobiles, is um, um, a case history, a case study, and how you can use the finance department to survive. AutoNation has actually raised the price on their new cars, and they have 200-plus dealerships nationwide. They have all different franchises, Mercedes, Chevrolet, Honda, you name it. AutoNation has it. And they decided that they could not get the volume they wanted selling new cars and be profitable. So they raised the prices on all their new cars, and then they went head first into the finance department, and they have increased their average finance profit to close to $2,000 a car. And that's far more than they're making in the sale of the new car. And brought themselves back to profitability by focusing on finance. So all you folks out there that are thinking of buying a car, and we just talked to Ruben about financing a used car, be sure you check with your bank and your credit union to get the best interest rate and the, and the most fair terms and down payment. Rick? We do have a comment on YouTube. Uh, I'm just going to read this one out because, folks, we're just not going to be a show that we're going to be afraid to read these comments. I'm afraid right now. Uh, this is from Rant Rant Joe, and I'm guessing in reply to Ruben, he says, The guy just playing out cannot afford this car. Just go look for a $5,000 car and pay in cash. If you cannot, take public transit. Well, easy, easy for uh, you to say. Uh, rant, rant. <laughs> rant. Easy rant. for you, rant, rant. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, people, uh, people are pretty uh, dependent on their cars. And in a state like Florida and other areas where you don't have uh, transit, you know, mass transit, uh, if you want to get to work, if you want to get to the doctor's office, if you want to take your kids to school, uh, if you want to get to the pharmacy, you need a car. And a car is more important to a lot of people uh, than a home because you can sleep in your car, but you can't drive your home to work. So uh, people need cars, and car dealers take advantage of that, especially people like Ruben that have marginal credit. And um, I've written a blog on victims of car dealers, and people with bad credit are uh, one of the leading victims, the elderly, the very young, uh, people that uh, can't speak English very well, um, people that don't have a huge education. 
uh, people that are just not sophisticated negotiators. And uh, you really have to have a car. So they, they know that. And when you come into a dealership with bad credit, uh, they charge you exorbitant interest rates. They inflate the price of the car. And uh, they give you a car that they want to sell, not a car you want to buy. Well, you've often said there is a place for buy here, pay here lots, that they have yes, a purpose. exactly. And I'll give you my own personal view. My daughter's fiancé, just recently, his credit has been very not good, and he needed a car. So we went down, we found a little buy here, pay here lot in West Palm Beach, mm -hmm. and found him just a little 99 Corolla. And yeah, he paid a little more than what that car's really worth, but the car's running, it's in decent shape for its age, and it gets him from point A to point B sure. with a payment that he can afford for just a couple of years yeah. so that he can get back on his feet and get things straightened around. And he gets around in this little car just fine. So, And if you have to resort to one of these buy here, pay here laws, be sure that they report to the credit bureau. If they report to the credit bureau and you make your payments on time, your credit improves. And you can go to a, you can go to a conventional bank, maybe next time and finance it. And I used information that I've learned from you to, so that I could help him with doing this and get it done. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, how are we doing on text? Yeah, we got quite a few uh, anonymous feedback uh, responses to get to. Uh, this one says, two weeks ago you had a caller who leased a... Oh, wait a minute. Let's back up. I forgot to answer the one I said I was going to answer oh. about the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, the airbag. 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 Uh, I, I, t I, I took the uh, shot, and I, and I deserve the shot. We do shoot from the hip sometimes. Um, we thought we were right about uh, airbags. The question was, uh, and it's come up a couple times, why isn't there a limit and a warning when you buy a car to tell you when you need to get a new airbag? Because if you keep a car for 20 years, and some people do, uh, it's probably not a good idea to have uh, the airbag that you originally bought the car with, or at least not check it and be sure it's been inspected or replaced. Airbags are a pretty important piece of equipment. And this, uh, this anonymous feedback said that on the door jam of a Mercedes, there was a expiration date and advising the purchaser to, I guess, have the airbag checked or replaced after this period of time. So we're going to have to go back to the drawing board on this and find out yeah. how the other makes do. Uh, Alan, we haven't asked you this question. Do you have any knowledge of an expiration date on any cars that you've seen in the body shop? No, I don't. And I, I th regarding the Mercedes, I, I got to wonder, is that a, a retrofit label that since the Takata thing that they've started putting on, or is, is there a label on a door uh, from the manufacturer and it's also in the owner's manual as basically mm -hmm. a maintenance item, yeah. uh, you know, with your scheduled maintenance? Because the, the airbag, I'll be honest with you, I, I just traded my uh, 2008 truck in, and that was one of my concerns. Nothing has ever went wrong with that truck, and I'm, you know, like anybody else, I'm thinking, well, things are going to start breaking. But I also considered the airbags because I am so aware of the Takata issue and, and all that. Well, my airbags are, are almost 12 years old, 
and I didn't know if they would deploy if I got in Iraq or not. Yeah. You know, so it did affect my decision. Well, I do, they do need to list these things as maintenance items. Yeah. Determine a, a lifespan and list them as a maintenance item so people can plan ahead for it in their budget for their uh, vehicle yeah. maintenance in the future. Because some let's of those ask, things are expensive. Let's ask yeah. our audience out there, is there anyone listening that knows anything about the expiration date of the airbag in their vehicle. My thought when I got this anonymous feedback was, uh, okay, if Mercedes does in fact have something on the door jam that says the airbag uh, should be replaced in 20 years or whatever it said, uh, that's not a very good way to inform a buyer of a car. Uh, I think, in fact, if, if this is something that can kill you, there should be some sort of uh, absolute positive way to notify the buyer of that car that now the car needs a new airbag. Maybe a red light on the dash flashes or something. But does anyone driving a car know when their airbag expires? If, if they, nobody calls and nobody texts and tells us, then we know, do know that the manufacturers are derelict in their duty in not doing this. Okay? Yeah. Let's move along. Yeah, Rick. Even the most that we've been able to get from Toyota as a technician, the most that I've been able to get from them is you inspect it by checking for diagnostic trouble codes, and if the airbag does not show any trouble codes, then they consider it to be okay. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So there is a diagnostic trouble code for anything that can cause an airbag not to inflate. Well, it would be for the electronics uh, for a short or open in the airbag, but that's mm -hmm. pretty much all there is, mm -hmm. and that's not very much. Yeah, but it doesn't talk about deterioration of materials. Uh, exactly. Yeah, the material, mm -hmm. the, the, the chemicals. Yeah. Right, the chemical breakdown, yeah. deterioration, the fabric itself. Sure, uh, I mean. It didn't tell you when it's about to go bad. I mean, you got a balloon, really, blowing up, and, uh, you know, something that can inflate like that is not real thick, and. Nope. Termites, I'm only kidding, but uh, you're going to have something happen to the bag, and you don't want that to happen. So. Yeah. Okay. Next, uh, anonymous feedback. Okay. Two weeks ago, you had a caller who leased a Buick after leasing a Toyota and incurred a $175 lease disposition fee because he turned his Toyota lease into a, the Buick dealer. Would he have incurred the charge if he had used an auto broker instead of the dealer? Uh, yeah, so it's the dealership. It's the manufacturer's way of holding you like, as a captive when you lease a car. It's, a, it's a, the penalty if you uh, stray to another manufacturer. And I don't like it. I think it's, a, I think it's bad. It's uh, certainly not transparent. Most people don't know about the disposition fee. But if you, if you lease a Buick and you don't buy or lease another Buick, you have to pay the fee. Okay, we have a... Uh uh, just a short one here. It's a Camry lease, $99 a month at Get Old Toyota. Ain't gonna happen dot com. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, you know, the leasing advertisement, actually just about all advertisements uh, boggle my mind. Uh, how can the manufacturers, I mean, the dealers I understand. I mean, dealers do what dealers do. But how can manufacturers run advertisements right. with <laughs> fine print down payments? If you say... Yeah. If you say it's a good deal to lease a Chevrolet for $199 a month and it requires a $5,000 down payment that you don't know about, how, how does Chevrolet, General Motors, how can they do that? I mean, I, why do they get away with it? And then why do people believe it when you see the, uh, 
ads. We got a YouTube. Uh, well, this one I I figured it once again. Let's just pull it right out here. Uh, Tim in Florida, <laughs> Earl. Two weeks ago today, I was with someone who bought a used 2018 Nissan Armada from your dealership. Buying the vehicle was a pleasure, but your finance guy wouldn't stop trying to sell the extended warranty. Very aggravating. Well, that's a shame on him. Um, we do have extended warranties. Uh, this is what happens in the finance office, the box as they call it. But uh, we shouldn't high pressure. I'd love to hear uh, the name of that person because we oh, don't. We, we already have that. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we we will certainly coach that individual. Yeah, brand new guy. Very good. Uh, we we by the way uh, we're one dealership uh, and other dealerships. Some do this. We have cameras. Uh, and that will record, record the transactions mm -hmm. in our finance departments. And we do this uh, for the protection uh, of our customers and also for training and also for uh, kind of like a, a warning sign to the people that are in the finance office. In a finance office, one of the reasons it's so dangerous is you're in a, we call it the box because it's a small office, and it's just you and the finance manager. And it's kind of like a one-on-one -on -one situation. And we want to be sure that nothing is said that is not our company policy. And That's why it's high pressure is not part of our policy. The finance manager, the customer, and Earl in yes. every office. Exactly. Earl is there. Earl is here. <laughs> and now we've got Howard in Jupiter on hold. Hello, Hello. Howard. Hi, Howard. Hi, Howard. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. I only finally made it. Hey. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to get up on a Saturday, Howard. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I, used to, I used to be in your position one time, so I know what you're talking about. Okay, here's a story, Alan. Uh, do you remember years ago when the airbags first came out? On the visor, it said, that it said you, you must replace it after 10 years. I remember that specifically. So uh, hmm. when, when they first came out, they, they must have known that after 10 years, it's going to, you know, it's, it's not going to be viable. Uh did you, did you ever see that on a visor? I, I don't recall that, Howard, but uh, they may have uh, been being cautious in the beginning, and then they got overconfident, thinking, we've got this down, we, we understand these uh, 110%. And uh, I, I think that the modern car, you know, regardless of what the guy said about the Mercedes, uh, Marlon, uh, my coworker at work, Googled it and texted me a while ago, and he said that uh, now they're saying that airbags are going to last for the life of the car, that um, you're never going to have to replace them. And I think that's pretty bold after all the Takata stuff. Yeah, well, I've got um, a 1937 Pontiac, and I don't <laughs> think the airbag, I'm only kidding, we didn't have that. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't, and I've been doing this a long time too, Howard, and I, I just don't recall uh, ever seeing that warning on, on the visors. Okay, so now let's uh, talk logistics. If you live in Florida... Right, where you have the humidity and the heat, uh, as compared to Montana, uh, wouldn't the airbags uh, be more uh, you know, uh, you know, apt to uh, fail in Florida than, let's say, Montana? Sure. Do you agree with that? Yes, I, I think that uh, uh, in the, the uh, tropics, I think some of the fatalities from the Takatas began in the Philippines and Malaysia and stuff like that, in the yeah. more hot, humid areas. Uh, yeah, so it it it. It makes that happen a lot faster, being in uh, our climate. It's a huge challenge when you stop and think about it. When you build a car, 
manufacturers today built worldwide. I mean, you're going to have cars in the Sahara Desert. You're going to have them in the Arctic. You're going to have them. I mean, when you think of the challenge to the engineers to come up with a car, and then you have a warranty, and, and you have to have some semblance of uniformity, uh, I, I'm glad I don't manufacture cars. That would be a huge challenge, but absolutely. Environment has got a whole lot to do. You know, temperatures below zero to temperatures over 100 or over 150. It's just a real challenge. Howard, yeah, there's... In Alaska, yeah. Probably in Alaska, the, uh, the airbags will last much longer. Yeah. But uh, it's compared to Florida. Might it might I don't know, you know cold weather versus hot weather, uh, but I say it's a real challenge. Anytime you uh, buy a car and somebody tells you that, uh, like Howard, you said, said the manufacturer should last as long as the car. That depends on where the car is. I mean, it can be in the Sahara Desert, it could be in uh, in the in the Arctic, and I, I I promise you, one of them's not as good as the other. It couldn't possibly be. Yeah. Okay, Alan, I have one more question for you. Uh, can you clear up the, uh, the, uh, the 040 uh, paint, the super white paint? Can I buy a car now, let's say a new car, uh, 2020, with that uh, color paint? Would, would it be okay, or, or should I stay away from that color? We won't know that for a while. Well, let me explain to the listeners that not, might okay. not know what that is. 040 is a code that Toyota uses for white paint, and it did not have clear coat at the time, and I believe that may have been remedied since, but uh, it's a paint that would fade rapidly as opposed to all the other colors that did have clear coat. Yeah, the, o, the 040, it's called Super White, and they have changed it. Uh, I, I don't know why they kept the same code, the 040 code, because uh, everybody is well aware that that paint, uh, they had two problems. One was an oxidation problem where they would chalk up and, and you couldn't get wax to stick to them. Uh, they're not doing anything about that, uh, but the delamination where the color code is actually coming off of the primer, the factory primer of the car, they're doing a customer support program for, for some of those people. Getting back to your question, is the new 040 better? I have to assume it is. Uh, I, I think, I hope after a decade and a half of selling cars with defective paint, they've learned their lesson. Uh, but they did reformulate, um, I believe, in 2018 and up. Uh, we should be good uh, because they did change uh, their processes. Well, Howard, thanks again okay. for the call. And I know you're thrilled that Alan's back. He, he'll be back in four or five years. I'm kidding. I'm okay. teasing him. Did you know Alan is shy, and that's why he yeah, doesn't like to read? I, I, I Did may you know not that? be around at that time, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Have a good day, guys. Okay. He has See an open hours. invitation. He just doesn't yeah. want to, you yeah. know. We have an open seat. He's shy, yeah. We have another caller. We have Tina in Bonita Springs. Oh, Tina Bonita. Good morning. Hi. How, how are you guys doing this morning? Welcome back, Alan. Thank you. Hi. What's on your mind? You know... Well, I was listening to your mystery shopping report this week, and I was actually horrified. I think you gave them too high a grade, Earl. You should have given them an F minus minus. <laughs> yeah, you were kind of merciful last week. Yeah, oh, I, I, was, uh, I felt, yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, maybe I was just uh, feeling, I don't know. Merciful. Killed, <laughs> yeah, merciful, yeah. Magnanimous. Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought today would be a great day to talk about 0% financing and the trap 
of 0% financing because it does get people in the door and they think they're getting a great deal, but sometimes they're not getting a great deal. So I wonder if we can kind of talk about watching out for the 0% financing trap. Well, 0% financing from the manufacturer is legitimate. Uh, The manufacturers will offer uh, interest-free zero uh, with no gimmicks uh, to get people to come and buy a car. And it's, it's no different than a rebate. As a matter of fact, they typically pair the uh, choice. You have the choice of the rebate or the choice of the 0% financing. And then you have to do your arithmetic to depend on how long you're going to finance the car and how much of the cost of the car you will finance. Uh, but 0% from the manufacturer, for example, Toyota, Honda, General Motors, is legitimate. Where you have to be careful zero percent or any special interest rate by the dealer because a dealer can finance a car with you at any interest rate including zero uh, if you what they call buy down the rate and I haven't actually seen too many dealers doing this we used to do it back in in the day when I was before I'd become a recovering car dealer uh, we could do zero percent so you'd go to uh, I was a Pontiac dealer so we'd call GMAC and we would say uh, how much uh, do I have to pay to uh, offer this Pontiac Bonneville for 0%? They say, well, well if you pay us uh, $3,000, you can advertise, we'll finance this much at 0%. So I'd raise the price of the car by $3,000, and I'd advertise 0%, and people would flock in and believe they were really getting 0%. Well, they did get, they really got 0%, but they paid $3,000 yeah. Yeah, way much for the car. Yeah, that's, that's the trick I'm talking about. Yeah. And also a lot of these dealers will have 0% financing with a dealer, but instead of having a 48-month loan, you might have a 72-month loan. So you're mm-hmm. paying so much more for that car than if you just went through the straight four years. Exactly. There's also something called a balloon payment that I used to do back when I was evil, but apparently the dealers don't know about it. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it because they'll start doing it. But uh, you can uh, get a real low pa- payment, uh, you know, $300 a month instead of $500 a month. And if you don't read the fine print, you don't see the fact that your next to last payment is $5,000. So uh, balloon payments are common in normal loans, but not so common in car loans. But you can do it, and you can deceive and trick somebody by doing a balloon payment. Well, all I can say, if somebody if somebody's a shyster, all they have to do is move to Florida, get a dealer's license, and set up shop because they can get away with so much stuff legally. It's really a shame. So yeah. I think one of the best weapons is not only bringing somebody with you to the dealership, but bring your calculator, too, and mm-hmm. make sure you see how that loan is amortized because that's the most important thing. Yeah. Now you come in with a calculator and a and one or two people and a notepad and a pencil. I mean, right away you look like a formidable, uh, you know, like they're, they'll surrender before you exactly. Get to the they're, they're, they're they're not going to jump in and really try to take advantage of you as quickly. So that's true. Psychologically, you are putting them on the defensive, and you don't ever want to go in by yourself. That is very, very true. I'll never do that again. I've done it a couple <laughs> times out of necessity, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not not everybody is a step ahead of the game. So the whole point of Earl Stewart on cars is to get everybody one step ahead of the dealer. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, Tina, they used to call another thing as uh, pipe smokers. 
And back in, the, the, in that time, you know, if somebody had a pipe, they were like a professor or something like, like that. And uh, us car dealers used to hate pipe smokers because they came in with a pipe. They were slow to make a decision. They wouldn't take the car home today. They wouldn't sign on the dotted line. And we used to hate pipe smokers. Now, there are no more pipe smokers. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a pipe that's, smoker. That's very true. Now there's, va- now there's vapors, but that's a whole different exactly. subject. Well, Tina, thank you. I, you know, uh, thanks to you and Nancy, we our first three callers today on the show were female, and uh, oh, and, and you and Nancy, working in tandem, have built up our audience. We're at, we're at least I think we're over fifty percent now, and uh, it's just great. Half the world's population are ladies, and you buy half the cars, you do half the service, and you should be represented. Uh, by at least half, and on Earl Strong and Cars, we are. And thank you very much, Tina. You you played a major role there. Thank you. And ladies, Nancy and I can't do it by ourselves. We need more of you, and thank you so much for your participation. That's thank great. You, it makes me feel good. It should, should oh. make Nancy feel good, too, because she, <laughs> she spearheaded the whole thing. Okay, Tina. Well, call again next week. We always wait for your call. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Tina. 877-960-9960, and text us at 772-497-6530. We're getting a lot of anonymous feedback, but let's get some text. 772-497-6530, and we do have a caller. We have Mark in Palm Beach Gardens. Hey, Mark. Good morning, all. Morning. Um, I got a question. I could have this reversed a little bit, but... Uh, 2017 Camry XLE tire pressure light uh, comes on and goes off, comes on and goes off, and it seems to be um, arranged around the temperature, mm-hmm. the outdoor temperature. Mm-hmm. Now, being a little fan of racing, I do know the tire pressure changes when a tire gets hot. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering about the uh, potential problems when the uh, turn of uh, we start the car and we ride, and the tire pressure light comes on, and then um, it stays on, and then it goes off. Uh, or, I mean, it stays on, but then the next morning we start the car up and the tire pressure light isn't on. And it seems to change or be more active at certain temperatures. And talking with my daughter, I can't remember whether it's when it's cold out or it's hot out. <laughs> now, is that possibly a sensor issue? Or is that just be simply because of the outdoor weather? Well, I'm going to let Alan, I'm going to let Mark, uh, Rick answer that, or Mark Allen, one more time. Rick answer that. I just want to say one thing. This is a time of year when it's going to, uh, we get a lot of complaints with our dealership about this very phenomenon because normally it's warm in Florida. This morning when I got up, it was in the low 40s. So a lot of tire pressure lights went on. Here's, here's what I recommend for you folks out there who are seeing this happen is, Put a little bit more air in your tires. Um, you've got uh, tire manufacturer's recommendation for PSI, and then you have the uh, auto manufacturer's recommendation of PSI. So somewhere between the two, the higher tire pressure recommendation is by the tire manufacturer, and the auto manufacturer has a lower uh, pound per square inch that they want you to put in, and so, so you get a smoother ride. So split the difference. If you have... If you have uh, eight, 
eight pound difference between the two, put an extra four pounds in, and then you don't have the fluctuation that you normally get during low temperature times like today. And Rick, uh, right. as far as the sensors go, yeah, uh, you, let me let me just intersect something okay. here. Insert something is um, when you have tires for life, and you know you mess around with the or even splitting the difference on the PSI. No. Um, and you caught, may have an uneven ter- tire wear across the tread face. Um, can't that cost you in the end when you come in for uh, your tires for life? Yeah, if you and put a you whole lot of air, yeah. Tire tread. Uh, if, if you overinflate your tires, you're right. You will get a tire wear in the center of the tire overinflation. That's very rare. Uh, if, if you, as long as you keep your tire inflation below that recommended by the tire manufacturer, you're not going to have any for tire wear. So keep it below the maximum recommendation, which is the tire manufacturer's. That's stamped on the tire. And then your owner's manual, uh, you'll have the recommended tire inflation by the auto manufacturer. Stay between those two ranges. You'll never have an uneven tire wear problem, and you're far less likely to have the tire pressure sensor go off during when it's 40 degrees. Okay, and is there something that uh, um, your mechanic there wants to add? Yeah, Rick, you you were talking something about how you could actually adjust the sensors. Well, uh, quick note on that uh, word about the uh, uneven tire wear. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit because there are some of our vehicles, like the Tundra and the Sienna, that are so top-heavy, they're so large, that the right-side tires will get an outer edge wear on them. And we know this, we understand it, it's because when you're doing left-hand turns, you're going a little faster, the vehicle roll causes that tire to wear a little more on that outside edge, and we don't hold that against our customers with Tires for Life. We consider that, okay, when we start seeing that wear, if that wear pattern gets below 330 seconds, like on our rules, we're going to get tires on your car. Yeah, what so we're we talking, understand that. But, but what we're talking about now, is inflation. Yep. Yeah, now, yeah. on the tire pressures, the... Uh, tire pressure sensors on your Camry, you should have a button under the dash that will kind of, is sort of hidden up under there, but you'll be able to see a little black button that will have that tire pressure symbol right near it. And what you're going to want to do in order to set what's called the threshold level, this is the, the pressure level where the light will turn on at. You can actually tell the car to set that to a lower level. Now what you're going to do is set your tire pressures down to about 26 to 28 pounds, then turn the key on and press and hold that button, and the light will blink three times kind of slow and then go out. Wait about 15 or 20 minutes, and then go ahead and reset those pressures back up to where they normally would be, and what that will do is that light will not turn on now until those tires go below that 26 pounds actually minus a couple pounds after that so it'll be about 22 to 23 pounds is when that light would turn on well that'll help you mark i think uh between the slightly more inflation and you can actually adjust the um the uh threshold line the threshold so that that'll help you and and don't forget we live in florida so it's not going to be cold much longer so that'll help you too well, one thing I can say about your dealership is that we've never really run across a problem with any issues uh, through many of the Toyotas that we bought and serviced there. Well, thank you very much. That uh, across everybody in the family drives Earl Stewart Toyotas, by the way. 
Well, thank you. Um, thank you we've Mark. never had a problem with being questioned on uh, any tire tread or where. You guys are very um, friendly as far as your service customers goes, as far as taking care of the customer and making sure they get those tires. So it's just something that uh, while we ride on the road, there's a gabbing going on between my daughter and I. So <laughs> at least now I can tell the truth. And, and, um, and Mr. Kearney, as far as um, I should have set my recorder on in order to tape, tape what all that long thing you said about changing the pressure, that's something that we could come in at free of charge and have that adjusted by someone in the service department. Yeah. Well, we're, for you, Mark, we'll do it. And, uh, and, and thank you very much for the call and uh, the, the okay. nice things you said about our dealership. I have to tell everybody this is not an infomercial, and we did not pay Mark to say those nice things, but we thank him anyway. We pay him in and kindness. I, I'll, I'll say the same thing about it, that everyone else said. Is, <laughs> welcome back, Alan, and you guys have a nice day, okay? Thanks thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. Okay. 877-960-9960, the call-in number, 877-960-9960, and text mm-hmm. 772-497-6530, 772-497-6530. We've been getting a lot of anonymous feedbacks, mm-hmm. and that is youranonymousfeedback.com. We get, uh, if you... Uh, Go online and you send your comment in there. We don't know who you are. Totally anonymous. Some people like that. And uh, if you have some things to say to us, you don't want us to know who you are, that's fine with us. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you anyway. Youranonymousfeedback.com. How are we doing on the text on the anonymous feedbacks? Uh, we got quite a few to get to, but uh, here's a text. Uh, why are so many automakers manufacturing cars with red and colored turn signal lights versus yellow or amber colored? I find the amber colored lights much, much easier to see, especially when the sun is bright out. Well, hmm. uh, we have a caller. We'll be right with the caller. I'm going to guess at the answer to that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rick or Stu or Alan. Uh, I think there's such a, such a thing as national, international standards, and I think that there is a... Uh, if you go to Europe or you go to China or go to the United States, when somebody steps on the brake, you see a red light. And I think red is the danger signal. And amber, I like amber too, but uh, if you had different color lights based mm-hmm. on manufacturer, it could be confusing on the road. Yeah. Sound like the right answer? I think what they may That's be asking about is like a lot of cars, they, they double duty the brake light as a turn signal and blink that one light uh-huh. that's red in the back versus some cars have an amber light in the back specifically for the turn signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Myself, I, for the ease of simplicity, I like the amber light being for turn signal, mm-hmm. but maybe a lot of manufacturers, in order to reduce costs, they simply make that bulb do double duty as a turn signal. Hmm. Oh, I've never pondered. I don't before. care one way or the other. As long as I see something blinking, because <laughs> yeah. I hate when do people we have a don't call use blinkers. Don't we? we do, Frank, in the Jupiter Farms area. Hello, Frank. Well, good morning, Earl Stewart and Nancy. Well, Nancy's not here. She's home, but she hears you because she's listening to the radio. She's having a little uh, convalescence from foot surgery. Oh, well, sorry about that. In any event... Um, this is Frank and Jupiter Farms. We mm-hmm. have called several times. But for the last few weeks, a friend of mine has been in search of a car, a female, and we've listened to your show enough not to let her go by herself. Mm-hmm. 
and I just got to share a few of the experiences. Oh, great. Anyway, we went to, um, well, I sent you through, uh, through your text a, a, a receipt from Napleton Kia. Yeah, we, ha- we have that image, Frank. Uh, Jonathan's going to put it up on the screen for the video. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I got it this in front of me. This is just one of many, but this is one that stood out a little bit more. Uh-huh. You can put it up low. Anyway, um, we got there, and it's, it's just like, I mean, anytime you pull in, the people come out at you like piranha. <laughs> so, or a pack of wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, this one particular car she liked, and if you look at the price, it says the MSRP, which is on the sticker, the Maroni sticker, yeah, twenty-seven twenty-seven thousand six hundred. And because of Costco, and because of military, and because of uh, AARP, and da 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 da, da um, they took off thirty-five hundred or thirty-four hundred, I think it was. So then that brought the price down. Basically, real quick math to 24 and some change. Well, then you see all the different administrations, fees, and destination charges, and adjustment, and da 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 dealer service fee, and it goes on that the, by the time the final selling price is now nearly $31,000 <laughs> on a car with the MSRP was 27. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that that's the most dealer fees I ever seen. Basically, $6,000 they put back on the car. Uh, that's uh, we saw actually one Kia dealer we saw had a ten thousand dollar addendum label and uh, that was West Palm Beach Kia yeah. but they changed hands since then. Yeah, okay. this this one's pretty bad though. This your actually the actual selling price is now over MSRP. <laughs> yeah, and um, of course we went to the other Toyota dealer down by the airport that you had on your show a couple weeks ago, and um, that was also another unique experience to say the least. And um, it just goes on and on and on. And we feel like we've been mystery shopping all these places. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, it's, it's, I actually, after 25 different test drives and 25 different um, dealers, <laughs> I, 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 I end up in the hospital with um, heart problems for two days. Oh, and that's man. not joking. I really did. Oh, <laughs> really no. Did. I'm sorry to hear that. No, no, that's okay. I was going to we, we, we did go see you guys. And um, um, I'm not going to mention the guy on the air, but unfortunately, for some reason, this I, I, I met him last year, mm-hmm. and he's still there. And I mentioned about the Costco price, and it, it, they don't do the Costco price. This particular guy, I'll, I'll call you off the air, and he needs to be um, re, retrained about how that handles. Well, thank you. Wow. Well, Frankie, I tell you what, I need to put you on the payroll. You've really mm-hmm. helped us before, and I appreciate that. It's unbelievable. Uh, we mystery shop ourselves uh, uh, usually twice a week, and... Uh, I advise all the car dealers listening to this show, uh, if you really want to keep a clean, transparent business operation, mystery shop yourself. Send uh, undercover folks into your service department, your sales department. Find out what really goes on. You know, your t- a typical dealer in this area probably has 100 or more employees. And if you think there's not a rotten apple in the barrel, you're wrong. There's no such thing as 100% um, integrity in any organization and you need to root out the folks that are cre- creating problems and frank has helped us in the past thank you frank okay and then um real quick uh, with the napleton i also sent how they disregard the handicap parking yeah um, oh, yeah but um no and i got to tell you your name is like a lightning rod among <laughs> the different uh, you just mentioned it well earl stewart doesn't have dealer fees oh my goodness uh, they, they go up their blood rate must go up at least 50 do they tell you yeah, we, we hide our dealer fee and the price of the car? 
Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, of course, right. <laughs> yeah, now there's this MSRP, so you got a special MSRP label that the other Toyota dealers don't have. <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed, but um, as, as it all turned out, I think she actually found a car down in Tamarack near where she lives. Good. And throwing Good. Fall Springs. So. But it's been it's been an experience, to say the least. Well, Frank, thank you, you, guys you are the here. greatest. Oh, oh, oh one, one last quick yeah. one. Um, you talked about service. Randy, in your service department, the far end of the thing, uh-huh. um, has treated other customers I know from church unbelievably. I actually went and saw him. Well, thank and, you. Um, no, he's he's a fabulous person and a real nice personality and very fair. And, and okay. Well, thank so you very that, much. You, you guys got some good guys there, but yeah, I will call you off the air sometime and. Mention, um, uh, yeah, we got to find out. Give us the name of our rotten apple. We really appreciate it. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'll just text it to you. That'll make it easier. Okay. Thank you, Frank. You have a nice day. You Take too. Care. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. 877-960-9960. And we have another caller. Boy, we're setting a new caller record today. We're just rocking right along. Good morning, John from Palm City. John. Good morning to everyone, and regards to Nancy. Hope she makes it back next week. Oh, thank you. What I, I want to say is, and every many people follow it and watched it, we're driving the safest cars ever made today, mm-hmm. thanks to a lot of the technical features. And the proof was, if you watched their Daytona 500, with an accident such as that, oh, you would swear that the person was Couldn't died immediately. Could not believe and it. Two days later, they showed him walking out of the hospital with his two daughters. Yeah. And a lot to do is features from 2001 when Dale Earnhardt was killed in the same lap, the final lap. Uh, not only when they hit the wall this time by 200 miles an hour with the impact, additional impact, but see features in the car. Mm-hmm which were unbelievable padding and a fire extinguisher that gets set off automatically. Mm-hmm. And most of these features, or many of them, are incorporated into our car that we drive every day. So it's an absolute miracle to see an accident like that. Yeah. And the person two days later just walked out of the hospital. So it's a great feature. I remember it started. I was still in school. Uh, uh, my neighbor bought a used uh, caddy, and it had... Uh, optional seat belts, but in 66, that was the first government move that was made with mandated the seat belts and yeah. uh, padded dash and the uh, other features, two-way uh, windshield wipers and a four-way flash. So yeah, We hated those back in the day. Today. Yeah, we used to take so the seat belts and stuff them in the seats so they didn't get in your way. <laughs> yes. So we are lucky today that we're driving the safest cars ever made in America. Yep, you're absolutely right. John, thank you very Just much. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, yes. that uh, Daytona event is uh, still in my mind's eye. I can't get that crash out of my mind. And the fact that these cars are so safe today, that's a that's an excellent uh, point. And a lot of that research has probably come from racing. It's, uh, uh, it's the, the only thing that I that I say about the safety, and it's quantum leap in safety in the past five or ten years, the cars are also a lot more expensive because of that. And Alan's sitting beside me today, and and a lot of the sensors and a lot of the other uh, high-tech uh, safety issues uh, or features, uh, when you now ding your car or hit your bumper, it costs a whole lot more to fix. But maybe that's a small price to say uh, to pay to uh, be safer. Uh, two upsetting things is there's still today people that I see, not many of them, 
that they'd refuse to use their seatbelt. They don't think it saves lives yeah. and uh, how wrong they are. Yeah. And then I see now with the new law, with texting and driving, I constantly see people driving and texting. So yeah. it's just people that I, I, I don't understand. But you know what? They need more law enforcement to get after those people. Well, sooner or later we'll have autonomous cars and people won't be allowed to drive. So that'll be the ultimate answer. John, thanks very much. Uh, you're our most regular, reliable caller. And, uh, and uh, Nancy uh, uh, really appreciates uh, uh, the emails and you stay in touch. And you're one of our best callers. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Look forward to the chopping report. Uh, coming up soon. Thank you. Okay, we've got a YouTuber over here, don't we? We've got actually two real quick ones. Uh, first one, Donovan Lewis says, what is Napleton's VIP experience? Who would fall for that? But what is that? <laughs> I'm not really sure. It's it, just, it could uh, be anything. Yeah, they could call it anything. It's uh, smoke and mirrors. It, it could be a, maybe a maintenance package, or maybe it could be a trade-in bonus. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they bring you a fresh cup of coffee all the time while you're waiting? or Free Wi-Fi? I'm not sure. And Give Me Five Bucks says, did I hear right where the Toyota Land Cruiser is being discontinued? Okay. I never heard about that from any official channels, but there was some story that came up in my news feed. I read it, and there was there's supposed to be a big change coming to the Land Cruiser like in 2025 going back away from this like luxury sort of thing to like a true off-road sort of thing but just rumors you know what i was amazed in the newest edition of consumer report that i mentioned before land cruiser got an extremely high rating mm -hmm. and i never we don't see many land cruisers and my my thoughts for land cruisers over the years were that they you know it was a nice it was a really big rugged macho suv we used to export a lot of them mm -hmm. and sell them to the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. You see them all over Iraq and Dubai. things like that. But I never thought of them as you know, being a high-quality car. Oh, no, it's solid. Solid. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah. they're That's awesome. That's the reputation. Solid. And they're, you just don't see them because they're eighty-five to $100,000. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess but so. as far as off-road capability, even though they're pretty, they're yeah. still brutish. I take it across the Serengeti. Not, yeah, not chance. to mention there's a place in Stewart that specializes in the old FJ40 body style Land Cruisers mm -hmm. when it was basically just a box that was indestructible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of nice. Okay. Here's a, we got a text here. It says, good morning. Just wanted to give a shout out to Lexus of North Miami. We bought a pre-owned car cash and there was no haggling. When we went to the box, it was just as we agreed and no attempt to sell anything else. Uh, maybe it was because it was a cash deal. So, well, well good job. And, Nice to hear. Well, we know the owner there, don't we? Is that one of Craig's end stores, right? Lexus, I think so. Yeah, Craig's or, or is it Lexus of Hollywood? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, there is no Lexus of Hollywood, I don't think. Anyway. Uh, Unimportant. <laughs> unimportant. Good job, yeah. Yeah. Uh, may, look, well, let's put them down on the shopping list. Okay. I mean, we, we should go for uh, high-quality, yeah. transparent dealerships just like we go after the Napletons. So we'll do... Uh, right. Shine yeah. the light up. Absolutely. A little bit farther south. Okay, we got another caller. Well, I can't believe it. I think we set a new caller record today. I think we're up to seven or eight, but we've got Rich in Palm Beach Gardens. I bet we got more than seven or eight. Okay, Rich, good morning. Good morning. Uh, my question is, I have some leftover Rec 90 gas for my generator from the hurricane last year. Mm -hmm. And how long does that gas last, and can I use that in my car? 
Uh, I would save that, put it in the lawnmower and run it out pretty quick. Any fuel that has been sitting in a gas can more than three or four months, I would not put it in a car. Too much okay. chance of water contamination, water vapor, uh, other things getting into the fuel cans. I, I wouldn't put it in the car. Um, I do use it in my lawnmower, um, but how long does gas last? Even even in the lawnmower, if it's been more than a year, I would dispose of it. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, thanks for the call. Please call again. Okay. More okay, text. We'll do. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we have a text from Gary in Lake Park. He says, we have a 2003 Honda that we bought, brought in for the airbag to be to the Honda dealer in North Palm Beach that they supposedly replaced the airbag. And and they addressed a whole mess of little things that were wrong with the car, with the air cleaner of the, of uh, the air cleaner, this and that, and the other, trying to get you to spend money. We get the car back, and the airbag light is still on. They never address why the airbag light was on, and they never address this and the fact that it is still on. Hmm. What do you think, Rick? I think they dropped the ball entirely, because in my opinion, when a car comes into my bay, even if they're there just for the campaign and all they want is that airbag to be replaced... If that airbag light is on, I'm going to diagnose why, and I'm going to let them know why. Mm-hmm. Because that the air, airbag is a safety issue, and safety issues should always be addressed first primarily on a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the bad thing is that warning light, it doesn't tell you. Is it just a sensor up on the frame rail, or is it the airbag that's right here in my face is mm-hmm. going to fail if I get in an accident? You don't know uh, because it there's just no specifics there's an apathy about airbags you know sometimes when you have a crisis or you have a danger when you keep talking about the danger uh, there's some sort of a psychological phenomenon when you talk about it so much people just forget about it i mean even the coronavirus thing that has dominated the media if if this goes on long enough i think it'll just kind of fade and you know and it goes away uh, I'm so I'm so upset and focused on this Takata thing, and the airbag thing, that uh, I have to wonder why isn't the general public uh, concerned? We talk about it on the air. I was shocked the other day. I was talking in a management meeting at the dealership. I learned that Toyota leasing is taking cars that are off lease with uh, Takata with uh, airbag recalls, not Takata, but no, Takata, an airbag recall. Yeah. And they are wholesaling those. So here's Toyota, a manufacturer, selling cars, granted wholesale at the auction, but the people that are buying those cars at the auction are retail people. Mm -hmm. And these cars are being taken and sold to you, the public. And there's no fix available. These cars are Toyotas without fixable airbags. The Toyota, the manufacturer, is selling themselves. They say you can't certify them. And you can't certify them. But you can sell them. Yeah, because you have the Toyota. You know, right. That means a Toyota dealer can't sell it to you, but a Honda you can dealer can sell them, can, but can you're on your own, own yeah, is what they're saying. On your own. So the apathy spreads uh, to the manufacturers and the dealers, and uh, you, the driver, are the one that's paying the penalty. So we'll never know. We'll never know how many deaths have been caused, deaths and injuries, because when these accidents occur, there's no autopsy. I mean, nobody's going to do a forensic study or even analyze the airbag or the car. They don't dig in to see 
when you have a horrible accident and, and uh, part of the expression mangled people in a car is a fatal accident and that's the end of the conversation. You don't know exactly what happened. How many airbags have caused deaths that we don't know about? Yeah. Anyway, let's move along to another text. Okay. Uh, this is probably for Rick. Uh, 2020 RAV4 Hybrid. Are you aware of a of gas tank problem and not filling to full capacity? And that's from Bob. There is a TSB, a tech tip actually out. Toyota's aware of the issue and they're working on it. Apparently there's an issue where the, uh, the pumps are kicking off the gas too soon. And Toyota's looking at this. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Hopefully they'll have an answer for us very, very soon on that one. Okay. Hey, Rick used the term there, technical service, technical service bulletins for you folks that haven't uh, heard this discussed on the show before are kind of like a secret warranty. Uh, like mini recall. People don't know a mini recall. And the dealer gets a bulletin online that says TSB, technical service bulletin, and says we have the problem yeah. with this car and this is what you're supposed to do to fix it, yeah. but you're not supposed to tell the customer about it unless they complain. And if you have an issue with a car and uh, you're concerned about it, uh, Google it and you can go. Or you can ask your dealer to check and see if there's a technical service bulletin. A lot of times you can find more about what's wrong with your car online or through a technical service bulletin than you can by asking the dealer. Oh, mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so this is from Steve. He says, hi, Rick. Uh, following up on an earlier all-wheel drive caller. While my new car is wrote, noted as having all-wheel drive, in reality, it's a front-wheel drive car that, when or if needed, can engage the rear wheel for propulsion up to 50% distribution. To me, this is the best of both worlds, front-drive front gas economy and all-wheel drive safety. Very good. Let me do a little uh, uh, promotion here. Uh, we have a column. I have a column in Florida Weekly every week, and the uh, column we have and the current for weekly is quick reference guide to fine print in uh, car advertisements. So you're going to get this in Hometown News and also the Florida Weekly. I happen to have a copy of the Florida Weekly here. I'm holding it up. Uh, you can also access almost all the information that you get here on Earl Stewart on Cars as we are on radio and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all that by EarlOnCars.com. Right. Just go to www com, we have thousands hundreds hundreds anyway well figure roughly one a week since about 2003 yeah. so we we cover a, a wide variety of anything you might want to do um, in terms of uh, leasing buying maintaining repairing earloncars.com and uh, we also have a book available it's called Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. This is available online. And no, I don't make a nickel off this book. Amazon will charge you. You go to Amazon, buy it. But 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. <laughs> and uh, that's right. Exactly. Very doing. Do that again. <laughs> that, was, that was good. I like that. Yeah, and uh, uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue is the largest no-kill shelter in Florida. We rescue uh, 5,000 dogs a year. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a great place. Bringing dogs in from China and from uh, all the hurricane um, areas in uh, Puerto Rico. The Bahamas. Uh, the Bahamas. And we saved a lot of dogs from the Bahamas. So buy a copy of Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer and save a dog at the same time. 
So these are all the different resources that we can offer you to not be ripped off by your car dealer. That's right. How are we doing on text? We, we got a few to get through. Okay. Uh, so, uh, good morning. I know you don't like infomercials, but oh well. That's what happens when you treat the public right with honesty and integrity from your sales to your service department, all first rate. A matter of fact, my wife would never foot sit, sorry, never set foot in a car dealership without me. We bought our new 2019 Forerunner Limited from you and took delivery. My wife said she could do that going forward. She even takes it in for service now. I do have a question about the replacement of the tire program, which we have with you. Do you, do you replace them with what the manufacturer had on them? Thank you. And that's from Robbie and Stuart. Thanks, Robbie. Well, the answer is no. We use the best tire we can get because we actually feel like there are tires because we have to keep replacing them all the time. So we always try to go with those tires. The manufacturer's tire, by the way, is not always the best tire for the car. The manufacturer has uh, unique specifications, whether it's a Chevrolet or it's a Rolls-Royce or whether it's a Volvo. The manufacturers of each car design the, car, the tires and they go to Firestone or Michelin or whomever and they manufacture that tire to the manufacturer's specifications. And these aren't really available as such to the public. Uh, they also tend to specify tires with softer treadwear uh, in the neighborhood of 400 instead of uh, maybe 500 or 600. The higher the treadwear index, the longer the tires last. So we tend to replace our tires with a higher treadwear index than the index that you got when you bought your tires, when you bought the car new. And we have a YouTube. Uh, yeah. uh, specifically for our Tires for Life program, we like to use uh, Kumo, Cooper, or Toyo for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Ryan's asking, do car manufacturers issue software updates for infotainment systems? And if so, how are customers made aware of this? And approximately how much should it cost? Um, the basic answer for that is yes. There are updates for your radio and entertainment system in your car. They come out incredibly often with some cars. Uh, the fastest way is contact the dealer. Just bring your car in and ask your dealer to check and see if there are any updates available What's for when yours. Incredibly often. Does that mean every day or every week? Or? I, some cars I've seen as much as once a month wow. until they get the system right. Oh. I've seen them, they'll update and then update again a month later. So you ought to call just for the heck of it but, because you might have an update. You don't even know there's a yeah, problem. Yeah. About once a year, I would ask if there are any updates. And if your car is under warranty, here's, here's the insider trick. Go online to the forums for your model of car and ask and see, you know, look, search for technical service bulletins related to your radio system or ask any other user there, have they had updates done? And what was the specific problem that they're looking for? Then go in and say, intermittently, my radio does this. Whether it does it or not, because you're saying intermittently, they're gonna say, okay, well, let's start with the update and then let us know if that worked for you. Hmm. They'll update the system and boom, you've got a free update in there. Wow. If you're out of warranty, and you're looking to get it updated just to make sure you've got the latest, greatest software, most places will do so for about a half hour labor, which is gonna run you pretty much anywhere from 65 to $100, depending upon the dealership. Thank you, Rick. All right. Hey, let me ask you a question, Rick. How, how 
far away are we from updates like that just happening automatically with all the satellite communication yeah. that our vehicles have and why why do we get charged it's like my apple iphone it says it's time to upgrade your software i push a button and it yeah. upgrades yeah. and they don't charge me a dime yeah i've already paid it, so why should i pay for you to install your improvements to something that you designed now you've improved it and you're going to charge me to do it what anyways my main question is when is this just going to happen automatically within the next year or two it's really? already it's starting now mm -hmm. it is starting now if you buy a 2020 vehicle a lot of the newest cars have automatic updates for your infotainment system yeah. and i would say within the next two years there will be no more updates done at a dealership They'll simply come directly over the airwaves. Happens right all the time in my Lexus. I get it to yeah. say, "Wait, well, we have a software update. Yep. And you would you app, like to yeah. do it now?" I say, "Okay." Yeah, now they, the they cool the part is shows you what you got coming. Yeah. The really cool part is that I predict within the next four to five years, those that same system is going to work for updates to the software that operates your transmission, your engine, your ABS system, your airbag system. All of these systems have now updatable features to them. Unfortunately, the only way to update it is to show up at the dealership and have them connect a computer to it. But within a couple of years, you're going to see that be able to be updated and they'll have it automatic. We're getting close to the mystery shopping report. Do we have any more texts? Yeah, we have, we have one, oh, a few few more, but uh, we'll get through them quickly. Good morning. Picked up a new 2020 Camry XSE from ES Toyota two weeks ago. Brought it in due to excessive rattling inside the cabin area, console, front doors, and trunk deck. Is this a known issue? Rick? Uh, it's not really a major known issue. Not It's not something we see a lot of, but some cars do tend to make a little more noise inside yeah, my, than others. My recommendation in, in rattles, yeah. uh, <laughs> squeaks, noises, things like this, be sure that you road test the vehicle with a technician when you bring it in, or at least a service advisor. And then when you pick the car up, road test it again. So many times, uh, if you try to describe a rattle or a squeak or noise or a smell, uh, there's nothing like real life. So make it happen with a technician by your side, and then they'll know exactly what the problem is. And when you drive it again before you take it home, you'll know for exactly that the problem's been solved. But one of our most common complaints at our dealership is that I brought it in for a squeaker rattle and I took the car home and it still squeaked and still rattled. And that's because the communication broke down between the customer and the service department. Absolutely. So. We have Mark from, from Palm Beach Gardens. As I am sitting here watching and listening to your show, are there any other dealers in Florida that have radio shows with this type of concept, informing the consumer of things that most dealers don't want us to know? <laughs> well, no. it sounds uh, self-aggrandizing, but I definitely don't think there's anything like what we do. And uh, we, uh, we go so far, I, I, I get embarrassed, I blush a little bit when people compliment us on our dealership. But you know, we had one caller, if you just tuned in, uh, who uh, had a criticism of our dealership because we had a salesperson that didn't do the right thing. And we talk uh, negatively when negative is what happened. Uh, we, we talk negatively about Toyota. I just bashed Toyota t 10 or 20 minutes ago for wholesaling cars that have 
unfixable airbag recalls. So we just tell it like it is. Uh, uh, it's kind of fun to be honest and transparent. People sense that and understand it. And uh, I get embarrassed when I get too many compliments because the dealers that do have radio shows, and there are car dealers that do, it's pure self-aggrandizement. They're just trying to sell cars, and it's an infomercial. I hate infomercials. If you're going to have a commercial, call it a commercial, and don't pretend like you're trying to help people. Just go out there and sell your product, but sell it honestly. Next. We're all caught up. Oh, fantastic. Shall we, we have a YouTuber in there? I got one quick one here. Okay. Uh, give me five bucks says I have a 2019 Honda Civic SI the driver's side weather stripping is coming off should I bring it to the dealer as this seems to be a quality issue and the answer is absolutely you should go in there and say hey this is pulling loose I want new weather stripping and yeah. they should take care of that immediately yeah if you have a vehicle that's uh, in warranty and particularly when it's almost out of warranty um, be real careful to call anything that is suspicious to the attention of the dealership. Because even if it doesn't happen again, um, if, you, if, if you're if you on record with the dealer that this issue occurred while it was in warranty, they can use that to get the warranty covered by the manufacturer. If you just ignore it because you think maybe it'll go away or it's intermittent, then you come back in after it's out of warranty, <coughs> you're gonna have a hard time convincing the manufacturer to cover it under warranty. Not to mention that something like this with a piece of weather strip, yeah. it may be a common issue and it may be something that they've come out with an updated part. Mm -hmm. So they get that new part on there and instead of you just gluing it back yourself, you'll get a much better quality part yeah. for the lasting life of the vehicle. Yeah, before we get to the mystery shopping report, um, and I know a lot of our listeners have heard me say this before, but with the uh, with Google, I'm, you know, I'm an old guy and Google to me is like a miracle. I mean, uh, yeah, it really is yeah, part of my, yeah. my brain. And uh, I am so, as a car dealer, and we all do this now, within the dealership, uh, we go to Google to find out things about Toyotas, and we're mm -hmm. a Toyota dealer. Uh, uh, the chat rooms, the, uh, the people that own a particular make car go online to talk about problems they have. And if a customer complains to us about something that goes wrong with a car we sold them, uh, and we haven't had any other customers complain, we'll go online to see if anybody has complained. And if other people have complained, that gives us a guide as to what we should do. YouTube? One other quick one. Uh, R.L. Edmonds, one. Uh, why do we need rust proofing on today's cars? And how do we find a reputable applicator? Bob. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll probably be corrected on this. But I'm going to say I don't think you need rust proofing on today's cars. And I'm getting uh, affirmation here from Alan Napier, who knows very well. Uh, undercoating and rust proofing was one of the most profitable things that we had years ago in cars. And then later on up north with assault on the roads and that sort of thing, I still hear people say that they undercoat their cars. Uh, maybe I'm shouldn't be saying this because I'm from Florida and we don't have that situation. But Alan, what's your opinion? on any sort of rust proofing even for cars up north yeah i think the dealer applied uh rust proofing and undercoating is snake oil mm -hmm. if you want to call it sound deadening it is a good sound deadener to put right. undercoating under a car if, right. if somebody is just really bothered by road noise and this now yeah. sell them a sound deadener but don't call it rust proofing yeah the uh, uh 
rust proofing that we do like inside of a frame rail when we weld uh, yeah that's absolutely necessary but a new vehicle that's already been seam sealed paint uh, and painted uh, you don't need to add anything else you've got a warranty for that uh, in most cases it's it's uh, they used to be five years a hundred thousand miles uh, I think it's uh, the time is unlimited now or the mileage I'm not sure is, Stu do you know uh, is a, uh, yeah I think it's unlimited mileage. It's five years unlimited I think, mileage, I yeah. think. And so, we're in Florida, and you don't get any more soil than you get in South Florida, particularly near the coast. And uh, and we got two guys here that see a lot of cars, Rick Kearney and Al Napier, and we don't see rust on cars, right? We see it when they live right next to the ocean, but only like on the brake rotors. Okay, internal. So if you're gonna if you're gonna rust proof a car, you don't spray it on the brake rotors. Nope. So there's nothing you can do to a car, folks, that's gonna rust proof it that the manufacturer hasn't already done. Yep. Okay. Yep. Save your money. Okay, let's get to the mystery yeah. shopping report. I'm ready. And uh, we mystery shop Roger Dean Chevrolet. Now Roger Dean Chevrolet has been around for a long time. Uh, Roger Dean was kind of like an icon uh, in the area. He came down from Ohio, and now his daughter, I believe, a family, uh, their family owned and operated, and this is on Okeechobee Boulevard. Kind of an old-school dealership, I would have to say. And uh, when we talk about red flags to watch out for when you read or watch a car dealer's advertisement, the first thing we warn you about is the really big discount. They love the huge discounts. Uh, I look for discounts. I was just, uh, I was, I was ordering some mozzarella cheese from Publix the other day, and uh, and <laughs> he's I, I that guy to, that stands there for ten minutes <laughs> looking at cheese. Uh. And I and I looked at the mozzarella, and I was going, and I said, oh look, there's a discount on this one, and then there was one right alongside of it that uh, had two mozzarella chunks in the package. And I did a little mental calculation and found out the discount was really a good deal. And, I, and it was better than the one that wasn't discounted that had two, the same brand. So it's a good criteria, and car dealers know that. And a huge discount sells a lot of cars. Can't miss it. This really big discount is probably the most eye-catching element in car advertising, more so than the really low payment. The reason for this is that payments are relative. A $500 payment is pretty low for a Mercedes. Uh, but it's also really high for a Honda. The really big discount is something anyone can understand. It's an absolute dollar amount. $5,000 off of anything is a big deal for most people. If you tell someone they can save $5,000, they can easily Im imagine what they can do with $5,000. They can pay off debt, take a vacation, save it for retirement, those sort of things, you tangible things that we can do. $10,000 off, that's even better. Uh, that's like a decent discount off a house or a condo purchase. We've actually seen this amount promised in car dealership as $10,000. The higher the discount, folks, the worse it gets. It's just absolutely a believability thing. It's hard to ignore $10,000. I bet people who aren't even in the market for a new vehicle would pause to check out an ad with a discount like this. It's hard to miss. When I saw an ad for a new 2019 Chevrolet for $17,000. That's right, one seven with three zeros. $17,000 discount, my jaw dropped. This discount is greater 
than the MSRP of many new cars. $17,000 is a dazzling amount of money uh, to most people. It's about the annual income of a person making minimum wage yeah, I in Florida. <laughs> I just knew this stuff. Yeah, Sue wrote this, by the way. <laughs> and I, I'm impressed. He was really, he was really thought, on a roll. Starters, yeah. It's three times the average Floridian's annual health care costs. Now, that'll get your attention. $17,000 would pay off the average college graduate's uh, student debt. Amazing. So you're going to run out and buy the car just so you can pay off your student debt. That's right. Exactly. It's irresistible, but you uh, you got to resist it because, you know, the really big discount, it never happens. It doesn't happen. Ignore all car advertising, especially discounts. When we mystery shop dealers who use a really big discount <laughs> in their ads, we never know how they're going to get around to rationalizing discount. But somehow they always do. Usually the discount is applied to the dealer list price. Remember, we think a list price as being MSRP, manufacturer suggested retail price. No, uh, list price means nothing. And dealer list price means it's something the dealer thought of. Um, the list price is an inflated price invariably, uh, is always higher than the suggested by the manufacturer. And they justify it by adding a bunch of crap, cheap and unwanted equipment and services uh, that they make up were at low cost to them and a high perceived, hopefully, value. And they put it on a market addendum sticker. Sometimes they just mark it up and they call it market adjustment, adjustment meaning that the market price by their uh, measurement is much higher in Delray or much higher in Boca Raton. Uh, they make up a number. Uh, and they put it next to the federally mandated Monroney label. 1958 is how long that's been around. And a senator, U.S. senator named Monroney, came up with this great idea and somehow got it through the U.S. Uh, Congress. And it became a law that this goes on every car. One of the best things that a U.S. senator's ever done for car buyers because it gave the U.S. Uh, the, the Monroney label makes gives you apples and apples comparison of the Chevrolet you want to buy or the Honda you want to buy. If, if, if you go to three different dealers and you get a discount on the MSRP, the Monroney label of the same MSRP on three different dealers, then you just take the one with the biggest discount. Mm -hmm. But they have completely trashed the whole concept of Monroney label by going to the phony Monroney, and that's, that's what happened here. At any rate, uh, the way they get around these things, uh, justifying the additional, uh, the, the high, high discounts, uh, they say you have to qualify for a bunch of uh, rebates like uh, you're a farmer, believe it or not. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. There's actually a farmer discount. There's a teacher discount. Uh, there's a uh, recent college graduate discount. There's, there's a, are you an active member of the military discount? And they lump them all together. And if you, unless you qualify for all of them, you don't get the discount. Um, sometimes you do a combination. This is what we expect to find at Roger Dean Chevrolet, Okeechobee Boulevard, West Palm Beach. We did a little research on the new 2019 Chevrolet, Chevrolet Silverado HD250. They're advertising it for $17,000 discount on TV, online, and print ads. Did you actually check all three? 
Uh, yeah. And we know it was on TV. Yeah. yeah. TV. In fact, we've got the TV ad. Uh, we can run that for you. I'll pause here, and we're going to look at this television ad and tell me what impression are you going to get. Here we go. It's running. Okay, you're sitting home, you saw that TV commercial. Tell me you don't believe that they told you that you could come in and buy this 2019 uh, truck for a $17,000 discount. And it just, it, it sounds, I mean, he's so enthusiastic that it sounds legitimate. Did you see the fine print? Well, the fine print it completely trashes the whole concept that you're getting a $17,000 discount. Uh, we found out from independent resources that General Motors is offering only a $4,000 rebate on this particular vehicle. We also know there's a pretty big markup from cost to MSRP, over $6,000. With that rebate and the normal profit margin, the biggest discount that you could come up with if you wanted to give the truck away or make no profit would be $10,000. So $17,000 discount off a sticker is impossible. So where were the other $7,000 coming from? We figured it had to be a phony Monroney, which I alluded to earlier, with a lot of dealer, uh, I call it equipment, it's just trash, uh, overpriced, uh, undervalued um, garbage that they throw on the car so they can discount it. This hypothesis was supported by the confusing breakdown on Roger Dean's website. The MSRP was listed at 69940 I don't even know why they put it up there, but the price after discounts was listed as $81,667. Yeah. So it's just... Like a line through the 69 and yeah. just, they went the wrong way. They went the wrong way. Yeah. So uh, I, I, guess it's, I guess people just hear the $17,000 discount and don't even look at what's written. Yeah. This is confusing, but bear with me. Next, a series of discounts were taken off the 81667 the price off discounts, as it was indicated. Okay, you got 10672 That's a Roger Dean discount, whatever that is, and it's available to anybody. A $4,000 GM consumer cash rebate, uh, generally available to everyone. Okay. A $1,000 Roger Dean trade discount, only available if you trade on the vehicle. And if someone offers you a discount if you trade in your vehicle, what does that tell you? Are they going to give you a fair price on your vehicle? Of course not. I'll give you a million dollar trade-in discount if I if I make you pay me a million dollars to trade the car. I mean, you if, if they control the appraisal, then the trade discount that you get means nothing. Uh, there's also a $1,000 Roger Dean finance discount, only available if you finance with Roger Dean. That's questionably uh, illegal. And what does that tell you? that he's going to get you on the financing charge so high that he can give you $1,000. So if you read and think, uh, you're not going to be taken advantage of in these things, folks. What really happens, I think, in reality, 
you see the $17,000 discount, you get emotionally involved, you rush into the dealership, and next thing you know, you're not even looking at the truck you came in to buy, you're looking at something else. But the $17,000 discount before your brain could cut in and before you could examine it, got you in the dealership. And these impossible offers do get people in, and then they buy on emotion, and that's when they get themselves in trouble. Uh, so obviously the 81,667 including a massive addendum with unwanted dealer installed equipment and services. So we sent in Agent Tempest, our female shopper, mystery shopper to find out, but uh, spoiler alert, we were pretty much surprised when he found out what they were really doing. I headed down, I'm speaking as if I were Agent Tempest, I headed down to Roger Dean Chevrolet to investigate, investigate the big discount we re reviewed in their first TV ad. My cover story was that my husband and I owned a successful art restoration company, and we needed the large heavy-duty Chevrolet truck to transport large sculptors and equipment between our clients' homes and our studios. I like that. It's a good story. Frankly, Frankie. <laughs> Frankie. Frankie was my salesperson. After greeting me, he led me to a private office to consult with me. I ran to the cover store. I told him that being able to save that kind of money on a truck like a Silverado 250 would be wonderful. Uh, Frankie indicated the ad was for a particular unit, but they still had it. So there it was, only one available. But give the devil its due, there, it was still there. It wasn't sold. They could find it. And we've heard a lot of stories on the one car they advertised. But it was there. It was parked near the entrance. Before leading me outside, he ran over the details of the ad. He explained that the discounts totaled $17,000 and included a GM rebate as well as internal Roger Dean discounts. He added, if I was trading in a vehicle and whether I, he asked, if I was trading in a vehicle and whether I was financing or paying cash. I said, I didn't have a trade, but I did plan to finance. Uh, Frankie said that I would miss out on the $1,000 Roger Dean trade discount but he would speak with his manager to see what he could do. Maybe help me, maybe get me that $1,000 anyway. I'll go to work for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> he never asked if I currently had a GM lease in my household. I don't know why he didn't ask that, which was part of the fine print. None of the discounts or rebates appeared to have anything to do uh, with that. I told him about extra fees. I asked him about extra fees. Uh, Frankie said all they would add would be sales tax, standard lot fees, which, what's okay. that? I don't know what a standard lot everything. Fee. I asked if we could look at the document of some sort that would itemize these. Frankie said he couldn't get me anything official until I bought the car. Now, that's, that says a lot right there. We won't show you what we're really going to do until you tell me you're going to buy the car. Until you're in the box. Yeah. Now, that's old school, right? Uh, and finally, when I pressed, he said, I really shouldn't be doing this. And then he offered to write it out. And he wrote it out on a piece of paper. And on the piece of paper, he put down things like e-file title fee, $248, uh, $995 dealer fee. Uh, and what else did he have here? Uh, a tag fee. Yeah. Now uh, he left the tag fee out because he said yeah. he didn't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, the top of the sale price, though, is yeah. MSRP. <laughs> and just handwritten on a piece of paper, no signature. Okay, Frankie talked to me about payments and ballparked them around $1,500 per month. Wow. 
$1,500 per month That's for 72. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a mortgage. 72 months, six years, $1,500 a month. He said I could pay it off sooner without penalties. Uh, we didn't investigate that, but I find that doubtful. I don't know any lender that doesn't have prepayment penalties. Yeah, we'd have to look into that. Have to look into I'm that. Familiar with GM Capital. It's the least of the sins here, but it is a sin because I don't believe it. We went outside of the truck. Frank did a great job showing me everything. He was a truck expert. Railed off the specs like tow capacity, etc. There was no addendum of any kind on the truck. The addendum was all in the fine print, but there was nothing on the truck. Not, yeah. It turned out it was just an arbitrary figure. The high price, eighty-one thousand six sixty-seven, is something they. Just created. Said, yeah, that's yeah. that's the price. I tried again to get a buyer's order. Frankie said he can't get it for me. I said we would be back over the weekend. Frankie warned me it might be sold, and they wanted deposit. I said not going to do it, and that's it. And uh, here we are. Uh, they advertised a seventeen thousand dollar discount. They arbitrarily decided the list. Price was going to be $11,727 higher than MSRP, purely arbitrary. And that is just mind-blowingly hard to believe. And then they came up with the $17,000 off. And you saw the advertisement. Uh, we've got about four or five minutes left. We probably ought to uh, vote on it, so we have time to do a complete vote. And if we have time, we'll play the commercial for you again, the TV commercial if you have YouTube or Facebook and you can look at it. So let's go around and see what the votes were. Well, I can start with Linda on Facebook, who gives them a huge F. A oh, huge F, okay. We have some text here. Mel- uh, Melanie F, George F, Lee F. So we got a bunch of Fs so far. A lot of Fs. What do you got, Rick? We're waiting for the grades to come in on YouTube, but uh, for me, it's going to be an F. I mean, yeah. it's. That's I mean, just ridiculous. I'm going to vote for Nancy and me because Nancy right now is livid. And she's sitting at home beating her head on the wall because she's, on, she, she's watching the Facebook. Yeah, she's so upset. So F for Nancy and F for Earl. Alan, what's your vote? It's got to be an F, and it breaks my heart because the legacy of Roger Dean. Yeah. I, I just love the guy. And Roger and Dean the Stadium, stadium of the ballpark. And, and it just breaks my heart. But, yeah. uh, you know, they got to play the game that their competitors are playing, I guess, yeah. to get them in a door. And all the truck uh, uh, dealers are advertising these huge, huge discounts. Yeah. And being in the business, I know what the deal is, but it, yeah. it looks good on TV when you see 10000 off. It's yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Amory just texted in. Can't leave her out. F minus, but they deserve, deserve a, D, a Z. I'm sorry. Yeah. A Z. And we try, you regular listeners know we try hard to uh, rationalize. And last, last week we actually passed somebody marginally that – I was questionable I, whether I should pass them or not. But when you don't, this, this is, they're not even trying to protect themselves. They're just arbitrarily marking up a vehicle with no rationale and then discounting. That's pure deception. And we've got Mark Ryan, F, give me five bucks, F, John Strine, F, Steve E, F. And Mark Weiss says less than F. But they do say up to 17 grand off. The up to gives some clearance. <laughs> up to another way to lie and change the story. Yeah. Well, it was up to, but they offered the $17,000 to the shopper. So it wasn't up to to the shopper. And uh, you know, this is one of the worst reports. And I'm very sorry that Roger Dean did that. And I hope they don't do it again. We're going to put them on the do not buy from list if they're not already there. Right. 
and the, we will be ba- we will be back. We will be back. Get your act together, Roger Dean Chevrolet, whoever's running that store there, and don't make up discounts that you can't deliver on. Where are we now? We're uh, do we have time to run the commercial again? Let's run the commercial again. Roger Dean Chevrolet, seventeen thousand dollar discount, and if you're on the radio, you can hear it. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, you can see it. Ain't gonna happen. Dot com. I had to go. I'm going to get my new truck. Well, Well, folks, thanks very much for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars and uh, Nancy Stewart. I hope we did a good job without you. Uh, We miss you a whole lot, and hope you can make it back in next week. See you all next week, folks. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye bye, y'all.